Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell joining you on Thursday, August 18th, 2022, with news and views from the Nefarium. Uh, lots to talk about today, but remember tomorrow we do not have a uh, vid chat. That will be the following Friday, a week from tomorrow, is the next scheduled vid chat. I want to alert everybody. They are predicting some uh, rain next week, so please keep your eye peeled on the uh, forum on my website and on the schedule because I will, if, if necessary, I'll have to reschedule that vid chat due to weather, but thus far I have not done so. Uh, again, I usually do that about the middle of the week when I know more about what the weather is going to do. Anyway, let's get to it. Because in this crazy world where they want to use cricket flour in food and a certain political party in the USSA has basically weaponized the entire political bureaucracy, the administrative bureaucracy against the other opposing political party, geopolitics is equally crazy. I want you to listen to two headlines today. My, my concern in bringing you these two stories is they are about uh, India and our old friend Germany. You remember the Tom Lehrer song that, uh, you know, the MLF lullaby <laughs> that would uh, upset our traditional allies like France and our new friends like Germany. <laughs> anyway... I have, a, I have a story here that was sent to me by EG. It's titled, Russia, China, and India to hold massive Vostok war games in two weeks. This was posted on Zero Hedge on uh, the 17th yesterday. I want you to listen to this because I have some comments and observations. For me, this story is less about Russia and China and more about India. Listen carefully. Chinese troops will travel to Russia to take part in war games along with India, Belarus, Mongolia, Tajikistan, and other, here comes the key phrase, largely anti-Western countries. China's defense ministry said on Wednesday, adding redundantly that China's participation in the joint exercises was, quote, unrelated to the current international and regional situation, unquote. And Zero Hedge's narrator says, no, it is related, and I agree with him. Uh, the phrase anti-Western really is uh, a polite way of saying anti-American. People are, are worldwide, and I can't honestly say as I blame them, are getting increasingly fed up with the incompetence of the American empire, particularly under the Bidenenko regime. But anyway, to continue, last month, Moscow announced plans to hold the Vostok or East exercises from August 30th to September 5th, even as it wages war in the Ukraine. <coughs> Pardon me. It said at the time that some foreign forces would participate without naming them. It turns out that the foreign forces account for just under half of the world's population. Now, let me stop there, folks. That is clear message sending. This constellation of powers, Russia, China, and India, is, in my mind, clearly designed to send a message to the West, that is to say, to the American empire. 
this this is an amount of muscle that the United States simply cannot militarily contend with. But to continue, quote, the aim is to deepen practical and friendly cooperation with the armies of participating countries, enhance the level of strategic collaboration among the participating parties, and strengthen the ability to respond to various security threats, unquote, the statement said. And this was the statement of the Chinese Defense Ministry folks. Now, here's what Zero Hedge has to say about all this. What is perhaps most interesting about the news is that the war games will see India and China participate together, although, as the Hindu Times notes, it will be unclear if Indian and Chinese troops hardly the closest of friends, will be present together or if they will participate in different drills, which will be spread across 13 different training grounds, unquote. And that, for me, is the real story here. It's not so much that Russia and, and China are holding war games. They've done this before in the past. Uh, they will no doubt continue to do it in the future, particularly as the situation in the Ukraine continues to develop. And as China keeps uh, avoiding its internal problems by rattling the sword against Taiwan. It's India here, to me, that's the significant story. And there's two aspects to India's participation I want you to bear in mind. Number one's the obvious one, that you join war games for a very obvious reason, and that's the opportunity to learn more about a potential opponent's military. And in this case, India is certainly going to be in a position to learn some more things about the Chinese military and tactics, weapons, and doctrine, and vice versa. So this this is nothing new. Um, it's, it's par for the course when you have these sorts of exercises. So I'm not all that surprised about that. What is concerning me is the not-so-obvious aspect of India's participation. Because you have to look at this from the standpoint of the contemporary geopolitical economic situation. And what that situation tells me is that India is willing to set aside its many and deep differences with communist China for two reasons. Number one, to continue its growing cooperation with Russia. Now, please remember, folks, I've said many times before that the so-called Shanghai Accords or the BRICS nations or whatever, this is a marriage of inconvenience for both Russia and China and ultimately India. And if you want to throw Japan into that quad mix for Japan as well, each of these great powers are playing the great power uh, real politic game. Culturally, in the long run, I've been arguing that Russia and China's goals do not mix. Uh, one or the other will have to end up being the dominant power in that relationship. I've been arguing that Russia has been using Japan as a financial and technological counterfoil to its, uh, its, its reliance on China. And I've been arguing pretty much the same thing as, as respect to its relationship with India. And by the same token, 
I've been arguing that India and Japan have been relying on Russia as a counterweight to China. So in other words, there's lots going on in the background here. So India is willing to set aside its differences with China and to participate in these exercises, in my opinion, as a means to cement its relationship with Russia. All right. But there is a second reason, and I think this is hugely important. And that is that India is willing to set aside all of its differences with China to send an even bigger and more important message to the United States. And that message is you no longer are in a position to dictate what all of your allies are going to do. Now, India, to, to its credit, has been historically willing to buck the United States ever since the days of, of Indira Gandhi, which goes back quite a few decades. But I think this is another way for India to, to firm up that message that when necessary, India, or if necessary, India will align itself with those Asian powers to defend their interest over the interests of the United States. This is quite a block, folks. And... Uh, India is is playing both sides against the middle here, and it's going to be interesting to watch how this develops. Now, the other bit of news is not so much a surprise, but this news is coming out of Poland. Uh, this article came to me from LGLR, and it's uh, it's an article that appeared in Political. I very seldom watch or read Politico. But this article is very interesting because, well, I'll just, I'll just read it for you and let you decide what it portends. The title of the article is Poland's Central Bank Chief Warns of German Designs on Polish Territory. And again, this is dated yesterday. Quote, the danger for Poland lurks in Berlin and Brussels, Adam Glapinski warned in an interview with the right-wing Gazeta Polska published Wednesday. Germany is aiming, quote, for the recovery in some form of their former lands, which are now within Poland's borders, and the subjugation of this entire belt of countries between Germany and Russia, unquote, said Glapinski, referring to the territorial settlement after World War II that saw some eastern German territories handed over to Poland. The border shift has long been accepted by German governments. He warned that Berlin's designs are being pushed by Donald Tusk, the leader of civic platform, Poland's main opposition party, and a former Polish prime minister and president of the European Council. Quote, for a year it's been said that the task set by Brussels for Tusk, <clears throat> pardon me, is not only for him to overthrow Poland's existing government and put our country on course for the Eurozone, Glapinski said. Once these tasks are accomplished, Tusk is to return to Brussels, become the head of the European Commission, and pursue an accelerated effort to build a European state, unquote. It's all part of a broader scheme by Berlin 
To exert control over the continent, Orange Glapinski, a close friend of Poland's de facto leader, Jaroslaw Kaczynski, and head of the National Bank of Poland since 2016. In an earlier interview, Glapinski said Tusk was sent with the plan to incorporate Poland into the German-European Empire, unquote. Now, I'm skipping a couple paragraphs here. For now, Glapinski is firmly in charge of the National Bank of Poland, and he alleges that the European Commission is in cahoots with Germany and acting against Poland's nationalist government led by Kaczynski's Law and Justice Party. Glapinski says that's why the EU is not paying out 35 billion euros in loans and grants under the bloc's Pandemic Recovery Fund. And going, uh, skipping yet again uh, several paragraphs. Former Polish Prime Minister and European Council President Donald Tusk is no fan of Adam Glapinski. Having a, so quote, having a sovereign bank, our own money, the Zloty, and our economic uh, and our dynamic economic development is what most annoys them. Unquote, Glapinski said. Poland agreed to adopt the common currency when it joined the EU in 2004, but the current government wants to stick to the Zloty. Unquote. So there you have it. Yet again, we hear these stories every now and then coming out of Eastern Europe that. Behind all of the unrest in that part of the world, we have our old friend Germany. Now, what Mr. Glapinski is referring to is if you look on a map of Europe and compare the current borders of Poland and Germany with the 1939 borders of Poland and Germany, what you're going to discover is that modern-day Poland slid westward. It literally exer exercised a kind of uh, sidestepping motion like a skier does when, when they're sidestepping things on skis. Poland was slid west into former Ger uh, German territories and to the point that the westernmost border of Poland is on the so-called Oder-Nysa line formed by the Oder and Nysa rivers. But if you look at the map of, of World War II Germany or even uh, pre-World War I Germany, you'll discover that the, the borders of Germany are about half the size of what they were before World War I. There's all of that territory, uh, East Prussia, Brandenburg, Pomerania, Silesia, and so on, that are now inside of Poland. But you'll also notice something else, and this is what I really want people to pay attention to, and that is Poland's borders in turn were considerably much deeper in the east into parts of the Ukraine, into the western Ukraine. Poland's borders also encompassed a much uh, larger set of, or a larger area of Galicia, and then extended uh, rather than stopping at, at the city of Brest-Litovsk, where I believe the current border between Poland and, and Belarus exists, but much further east into mo what would now be modern-day Belarus. And then there was a, a finger of Poland that stretched up between modern-day Belarus and Lithuania and Latvia in, around the cities of Grodno and Vilnius. So in other words, 
while Poland slid west, it also lost territory. So at the end of the war, as all of these things were being discussed, I want people to remember that Prime Minister Churchill actually turned to Stalin and made the comment. He had been diagramming what the borders were going to be using some matchsticks. And he turned to Stalin and said, if, if Poland does this, if we, if we slide Poland to the west and into territories of Germany, Churchill made the remark that eventually, someday, the Germans would want all that territory back. And here we are. Now, I suspect that what this means is that behind the, Euro the European uh, so-called participation in the Ukrainian war, the, that the Ukrainian war is really a crisis of, crisis of opportunity insofar as the European Union and Germany are concerned to adjust the post-war borders of Europe yet again. Uh, in some fashion that is going to be sold to the European public as uh, self-determination of a region or being historically or culturally part of one country and not the other, and so on and so forth. In other words, they're going to they're going to dish up a word salad if any of this actually comes about in order to sell it. Um, just watch for it, folks. I suspect that the other thing that is weighing very heavily on minds inside of Poland is what happens if Germany decides to patch up things with Russia and uh, basically reverse course on the support for the Ukrainian government and does an about-face with its sanctions policies vis-a-vis -vis Russia. Well, that's going to put Poland tremendous pressure between Russia and Germany on Poland once again. So in other words, you're looking at the possibility yet again, folks, for a kind of Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact version 2.0 in history. What what uh, Glapinski is doing here is, uh, in, my, in my opinion, not simply raising the rhetoric due to an internal political situation that the current Polish government has, but he is actually warning about a very real possibility that I talked about over a decade ago now in my book, The Nazi International. So things to watch very carefully, India and Germany in the news, folks. That's it for this week's news and views from the Nefarium. Please don't forget, we do not have a vid chat tomorrow. That will be a week from tomorrow, and I will post the... Uh, chat sometime this weekend when it's scheduled to go up so that you can post your questions and comments. Anyway, I'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye-bye. God bless.